Welcome back, party people, to Crossplay, uh, our video game podcast here at the Whatnots. Today is Saturday, May 30th, 2020. This is episode 28. Coming up on today's show, we have a whole lot of PlayStation news this week, including when we will be seeing the first PlayStation 5 games. Uh, We'll get to all of that and more in just a bit. But for now, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by my friend Ignacio Rojas. God, I cannot wait for all those PlayStation news. Right? There's, like, so we're recording on a Saturday, which is our normal day to record, but Mm -hmm. last time we recorded was on a Tuesday. It was this past Tuesday, so not much has happened Mm-hmm. except for this PlayStation news, and there's quite a bit of it. So I'm excited to get into all of that. Uh, but what, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, not much. It has been a light week this week, not much with regards of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't had to do much. Uh, other than that, yeah. Play video games, although I haven't played much in the time since we last, last spoke. I played a couple of games here and there. Sure. But yeah, it has been a light week. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Now, I I don't know if I asked if I've asked you this before, mm-hmm. but what is your favorite TV show? Besides, like, Dragon Ball Z and the stuff that I know you like. <laughs> What it like? Uh, if I were to understand Ignacio, what would what would you be like? Watch this show. Well, if you ask me, what my favorite show is, of course, Dragon Ball as a whole has to be number one. Mm-hmm. But then going down to number two, it, it's actually a two way tie between Glee, the TV show, and okay. then Agents of Shield. Glee and Agents of Shield. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can back you up on Glee. I'm not oh, a big fan you. of that show. How uh, dare you? <laughs> and and then I love in TV shows like c- Community when they make fun of it in their pe- pe- paintball stuff. They're How just like, oh, it's the Glee Club. We don't like them. <laughs> uh, Glee was great. Agents of Shield, I also think, is a fantastic it had a rocky start, but ended up being very, very good. Yeah, I wouldn't call the start rocky necessarily. I know a lot of people didn't enjoy the start as much as I did, at least. Mm-hmm. But I, we do have to be honest and say that the show got much better after Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. After the whole... Yeah, that's so, so mind-blowing to know that the show was going in one direction. It was something until Winter Soldier happened, and that changed the whole structure of their show. Yeah. So wild. It 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 changed it, but I I, I think the show ended up being better off when mm-hmm. it wasn't really tying into the movies. Like it, it was just tangential stuff. Like as as much as as monumental as the events in Winter Soldier were for that show. Mm-hmm. Once they kind of started doing their own. Thing I was like, I like this better. Like I, 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 I didn't like it as much when it was like relying 
on the movies to tell its story and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. By as the show kept going on, it started to deviate more and more from the movies. It they will still reference it whenever it they had to because it, of course if they are in the same universe in the same world, yeah, whatever happened in the movies affected them, so they have to at least say something. For example, for Civil War, they they had like an exchange referencing it, but that was the extent of it. Yeah. But then you had uh, moments like for before Age of Ultron, they had like the show be affected in a way with Age of Ultron in that they were kind of setting up what was going to happen in Age of Ultron. And I do think that at least the show was capable of taking what the movie had to imp the impact that the movie would have and they would take it and do something good with it. Yeah. I think that, for example, leading up to Age of Ultron, they did have some good episodes, especially since they were fighting Hydra and then how they would get to the Scepter and that would lead into the beginning of Age of Ultron. I think exactly. that both of those played well. And then you had stuff like with Civil War when they introduced the uh, the Sokovia Accords, that was then a big part for the next season, and I think that they were capable of of implementing it, implementing that in a way that not even the movies did. The movies kind of introduced the Sokovia Accords and then maybe refer reference it here and there, but then Agents of Shield, which had to deal even more with people with superpowers, with Inhumans, they were able to take the Sokovia Accords and then do something with it, something right. impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I yeah, I I think my favorite thing about that show is the couple episodes right before the events of Winter Soldier when mm -hmm. Agent Sitwell is is there with them and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I, I I I'm getting called away to go do something else, something about the Lumerian Star." And mm -hmm. then you watch Winter Soldier, and that's the, the the boat that they're 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 on at the start. There, it's like it's the Lumerian Star, and we need to go in there and get that. And then sit well is in there, and I'm like, this is so cool, this is great. Yeah. Well, like like how for Age of Ultron, before the movie, they had this whole thing that Coulson was keeping a secret from the team. This yeah. project, I don't remember the name. And then when they finally showed up, it ended up being that Coulson was rebuilding one of the heli carriers yeah. and that then comes up in age of ultron and people don't really know how how fury came out about a heli carrier and yep. then if you if All you the watch show? the show you know hey colson did that all it right there. Yeah. I, i'm so i i asked you that because this past week at work uh we had a staff meeting Mm -hmm. And they made it mandatory for uh, uh, us to come with a Zoom background of the best TV show that we watched during <laughs> quarantine. Your show made it mandatory for you to bring a Zoom background of a TV show? Yeah. The, I, look, I, I'm not a big fan of Zoom backgrounds. I think they're terrible. But they were like, yeah, it'll be fun. Like, what's, the, what's your favorite TV show that you've watched in quarantine and, and stuff like that? And at first, I thought it was just supposed to be your favorite sh show. Mm -hmm. I was going to do something like 
Lost or Ghost in the Shell or like Full Metal Alchemist or so- something like that. But then I was like, oh, it's for a qu- quarantine. Uh, and so then I was going to go with Money I was going to go with Money Heist. I just watched season four of that show. And I get to upload my Zoom back around and my computer comes up with this pop-up that is like, hey, your computer does not meet the minimum system requirements what? to have a Zoom back around. Yeah, it, it was like, dude, your, your work laptop is a piece of shit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can't even run Zoom backgrounds. No, yeah, no. It was just like, yep, yeah, do we we can't do this? Do it. So weird. But on the bright side, I do have uh, my new computer for my ho- home use, which has been fantastic. Uh, this morning we recorded Crossplay, which was the first video podcast that we recorded on that. Wait, and what? It went swimmingly. You recorded Crossplay? I would. I mean, uh, that right now. I meant to say. Did we record a video? La, 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 was there video? Uh, yeah, for what? for Captain's log. No, I was talking about crossplay. One day. Like, did I miss something? One Were you recording me? Crossplay. Um, but no, yeah, me and Melissa recorded that this morning, and that went really fantastically. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm excited. Things are working out. Good. Yeah. Good to go. But let's dive into some video games for today, for this week. Yeah. Ignacio, Yo. I got Game Pass. Uh, I don't know how you'll be able to play it with that piece of shit computer you have. I, I got Game Pass, and it works fantastically. Yeah. Um, what have you played? I what was played... the first thing you, you, you downloaded? First thing Not I got even was... that you played was Streets of Rage 4. Okay. Because uh, I knew that was a fairly short one. It was something fairly recent within the past like month or so. Or so. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I could use that to t- t- talk about here on the show. Second thing I downloaded was Master Chief C- Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was... Well, I, so I downloaded both of those because I was like, I wonder if my PlayStation 4 controller will work with this stuff. And it worked with Streets of Rage 4, but I couldn't get mm-hmm. it to work with the Master Chief collection. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm guessing you just plugged it in or yeah. maybe connected it over Bluetooth? Bluetooth? Yeah, I plugged it in. Yeah, I, I use a program that has your... It gives your controller even more use with a PC. Your PS4 controller even more use with a PC. So that it isn't just game to game. It's called... Let me see if I still have it. DS4 Windows. Oh, Windows. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I know not not every game supports the DualShock 4, but I I know that at least most should uh, take an Xbox controller. So I think what it the program does is that it makes the computer think that it is an Xbox controller. Yeah, because that would be fantastic. Because I'm I'm not great with mouse and keyboard. Terrible, mm-hmm. in 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 fact. Uh, and this is pretty much the first time that I've played stuff with mouse and keyboard. Um, except for like 
you know, Spy Fox and stuff when I was a kid for backyard soccer. Or TurboTech. Uh, God, man, I, 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 they need to remake backyard soccer. Bring back backyard soccer. That game was amazing. Uh, but yeah, because I, I, I was like, I wonder if I had to have an Xbox controller to plug in and play that stuff, which it looks like you kind of do. Um, so I ended up deleting Master Chief Collection for now, mm-hmm. but I ended up playing Streets of Rage 4, uh, and I've beaten it. Uh, at, oh. at, at least I've done one of the play throughs. Uh, there's 12 le- levels or like 12 stages uh, and I played through with the character named Blaze because uh, she was hot and I was like, I want to play as her. Uh, but yeah. So how did it run? It ran perfectly. Did you it, run it on max settings or what? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I just downloaded it and hit play. Got um, it. So I, I know what the Master Chief collection, and I think here's tactics, which I'll talk about in a sec. Let, let me uh, change all of this stuff. It's like, where, where do you want the minimum frame rate to be? Where do you want the max one to be? Yeah, I think that's what's common for PC games in general. It's just yeah. that I think games just come with a predetermined settings, as mm-hmm. in will choose the best setting that suits your computer. So I'm sure that if you go into Streets of Rage, you can change up that stuff. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't really look into that because it was mostly just to test it out and see if it worked. Uh, but I played through Streets of Rage 4. Uh, it is, if if you're unfamiliar... Uh, it's kind of one of those old school arcade beat 'em up style g- 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 games. Mm-hmm. Um, you pick one of four characters. There's twelve stages, like I mentioned, and you kind of go through each one, just beating up people, like the old uh, like Ninja Turtles game or the X Men arc- arc- arcade game. So it was fun. I enjoyed my time. Uh, I'm not too hot on the game though. I I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Uh thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, it just not not my style of of game. It, it was fun to experience it and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, not 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 one that I think I need more of. I, I, I also don't have the nostalgia for the older Yeah. That's what I was, was going to say. Um so I was fine with the art style. I was fine with all that stuff. Um, but I know some people out there have been waiting like 15, 20 years for the yeah. sequel. Um, so I, I'm curious to, to see how they like it and stuff. Yeah, I don't think... I think that unless you grew up with those kinds of games, I don't think that you, most people would find beat-em-ups appealing right now. Like I think a bit up right now is mostly for people I don't know ages thirty and up forty and up I think potentially yeah yeah I mean I am twenty nine oh God you're old <laughs> what does right it feel there. being so old uh, my back is starting to hurt all that stuff yeah. um 
No, so yeah, that 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 was good. I I did enjoy enjoy my time. But I think uh, I played Blood Roots earlier in the year, and I think I enjoyed my time with that more. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, in a weird way, you could also argue that it's a beat 'em up. No, I would in a very different way. Mm. It, it's more of a like stylish action hotline yeah, Miami think, type of thing. Yeah. By that point you are in a different genre, I think. Mm. Yeah. That was good. Uh and then after that I ended up downloading Gears Tactics. Um and that one also so, would not take my PlayStation controller. So I'd be Oh, so you didn't even play it. Uh, well, I did play that one because that one's not like a first-person shooter where I have to be fast with the stuff. Yeah, what is what is Gears Tactic? Because I uh, know regular Gears. I don't know what Tactics really is about. So Gears ta- Tactics is a spinoff of the Gears of War f- franchise, I-, I guess just now. I guess just now it's called Gears. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is a tactics-style game. So if you've played, like, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance or Mario Rabbids, uh, Okay, so it's like, like an XCOM or yes. Mario yeah. Rabbids. Yeah, it's, it's, it. it's an XCOM-like. Uh, and I've only played through the first mission, so it's still kind of tutorializing me right now. I think it's a side story that takes place... I, I, my, I don't really remember when all of this stuff happens i think at like the end of the first game uh and the character you play as is that you play as i think is kate diaz's father if i'm not mistaken no i got no idea who these people are uh kate diaz or cat diaz i have not played the most recent stuff because i just got my first pc so i haven't played a gears game in a long time um Kate was the protagonist for five, if I'm not mistaken. She was the one that all the like marketing was around, and they did that like weird atmospheric Got video. Yeah, like voice by and... Laura Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is more of an XCOM style thing. So you're running for cover, and then you have action points to dictate what you can and can't do during your turn mm-hmm. uh stuff like movement and shooting takes up action p- points uh you have your lancer you have a pistol you have the grenades uh and stuff like that you kind of have to pick what you want to do and how you want to set things up um you clear the mission but one of the things that is neat is that if you run up to an enemy and chainsaw them you mm-hmm. get like your, your your whole team gets an extra a- a- action point good um so you can kind of do an extra thing or if you need to reload and do that stuff but it 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 works surprisingly well. Um, the pacing seems a little bit off for me, just because I only, you know, I guess I only know gears as a first-person shooter. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's not as fast-paced 
as I would want it to be, but it is a tactics game. And I do like the time to like sit and think and be like, okay, do I want to do this move? No. Uh, okay, let me move that guy over here and I'll shoot him and then, you know, set up this watch point. So if someone goes into to that zone, then that guy will shoot him. Yeah, so I, I enjoy it. Um, I, I want to be more of a tactics genre fan than I am right now. I, one of my favorite games of all time is Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Love it. So good. But I couldn't really get into XCOM. Uh, I haven't really tr tried any more than that, but none of them have also really appealed to me. Um, I'm hoping this one I'll stick with, uh, since it's a franchise that I know I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, I finally beat Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, you beat it. Yeah. Uh, I got done with that one, and I think I'm in a similar position with Streets of Rage. I enjoyed it for the most part. I don't have the nostalgia that is just like, oh, yeah, this game was amazing, all that stuff. I I don't know if it really holds up. Um, so I, I figured out what was happening when I did the, like, sword location thing, right, where you hit the button mm -hmm. and you lift your sword up to uh, figure out where you need to go next. When you hit that button... It switches your left joystick, the one that you use to like move the character forward. It mm -hmm. it changes that to the camera. So oh. you have to stand still while you're using the sword, and then then you can use that thing to like or use your horse in the right direction. Yeah, or just like get on your horse. But that's the uh, 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 other thing. I hate the horse. The what? horse was terrible. You have to consistently uh. mash the tr triangle button just to get the thing mm -hmm. to move. You can't yeah. push forward and the thing like walks. It won't do, 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 do. it won't do a thing. It's like why won't this fucking horse just move? <laughs> Hated it. So you felt nothing when you, the horse sacrifices itself. No, you. I was like good. He didn't do anything. <laughs> Good for nothing, uh, horse. Um, but no, like I, I, like that's the thing that I was kind of confused about l last week because we talked about. I was like, I was unsure if it was a full remake or if it was just an HD remaster or stuff like that. But we concluded that it was a full remake, remake. and that yeah. makes sense. Like, if they're remaking it, why wouldn't they put better controls on the horse to, to like? Push forward because on they the are jo jo remaking the it. Moves. They are remaking it, but not remaking it. But they have the older con con control scheme in there too. Yeah, like because at the end of the day, to, to that. At at the end of the day, they are making the same game. In the end. Yeah, you know, like I, I get that, but did you try like, to find out if you could change the controller scheme? You can't like they have multiple layouts uh -huh. for the controller scheme. The one that it defaults you to is the modern. 
one. So they they have the like, hey, if you want to play the game the way you did back on PlayStation Two, we have that scheme as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I didn't experiment with that one, but the modern one is the one I use, and that's why I'm like, this doesn't feel modern. Like you took the time to remake this entire game, and I'm pushing forward on the jo- joystick and yet my horse doesn't move like it makes no sense i have to hit the mm-hmm. triangle button non-stop like i i can understand hitting the triangle button to make it go a little bit faster right but like at least mm-hmm. have like a base speed of just like i'm my horse will move forward if i hit the yeah. jo- 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 joystick it didn't have that so i was just yeah whatever i I guess there are two ways to look at a remake you can either either try and make the same game that you had before but Mm -hmm. do it again or you can do something radically different and i think they just decided to keep what was there well they i see to me it seems like they wanted to do both but then didn't go all the way with the control scheme They, they they had what they called a modern control scheme. Like this feels outdated as hell. Mm. Oh, I I I liked it, but I I I think a lot of nostalgia for that game is also kind of dependent on the mythos around it. How sure. a lot of people think that this is a prequel to Ico. I I, I, I think right. Ico. Yeah, I've I've not played that one, so I don't have nostalgia mm. for that one either. Um, so I I I don't know that game. I have no nostalgia for it, and so it was, it was just like, oh, this is why it's neat because we think that the girl in this game is the queen in that game, and X, Y, and Z. Here's that thing and that thing, and I'm just like, I I really don't understand this, and I really don't care. <laughs> mm. Yeah, when I played it, I mean, I I've never played Eco either, mm-hmm. um, but I when I played both the HD version of the game and the remake for the PS4, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I grant I I do see the problems with the controls, but I I liked it for what it was and mm-hmm. also for what it did back then. Yeah, I still think that it is an enjoyable like boss rush game. And sure, I think yeah. the idea of having these colossus, colossi uh, enemies being them, them being so big and having to figure out how to get onto them and figure out their weaknesses and how to take them down, I uh, at least I enjoyed it. But yeah, I can see I your can problems. See I can that. see the problems. Like it's 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 good for like a puzzle. Like here, here's a gi- giant. Almost Zelda-like boss, but the whole thing is a mm-hmm. puzzle. You have to figure out how to get on top of them, and then climb around, and then yeah, and I think they, thing, they vary jump those there. Enough. Yeah, so. but yeah, I, I get why you wouldn't like it because of the controls. Yeah. So by the end, did you figure out all your questions? Did your questions get answered? Because you yes. said that you were confused with by some things. I, I wasn't really confused so much as it was just like, okay, they haven't told me yet. Um, just like I'm in this weird, mysterious land and I 
yes, I'll find out by the end. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, I, I felt like they gave me enough story to figure out what was going on. And I liked it. Good. So. So. Nasio, talk to me about Civ 6. Because you mentioned Civ it. Six. Well, last week, and then you put it on the document this week. Uh, yeah, after seeing everyone uh, starting to play Civilization 6 because it was free through the Epic Game Store, I jumped back into it. Nice. I, I, I downloaded the Epic Game Store, too, and I just picked up mm-hmm. the handsome collection of... Oh, did you miss Civ 6? I missed it, yeah. Oh, so bad. But yeah, I mean, it's not a, a new game for me. I played it a while ago. And it's a game that I, when I start to play it, it's uh, the kind of game that I cannot put down. Mm-hmm. Because, so Civ 6, what it's about, and I think most Civilization games are, is that you start with a settler and a. Uh, like a fighter, a warrior, right. mm-hmm. and you start in this map. It's a grid-based map, and it feels kind of like chess in a way. So what you do is you start just with your settler and with your fighter, and then you settle a town, and with that you start to grow your town, but at the same time grow what's around it. Start working the the ground. Start working the the resources. Gather resources. And by gathering resources, you start developing new technologies. Find a mm-hmm. way to develop. Now you can have archers, or you develop the wheel. You found horses. You now have people with horses. Perfect. Or develop steel. And you get people with swords. And so what it is about is a game that you have to start growing your own empire. Empire in a way, not technically right, yeah. an empire. But so you start creating new towns now and say I want oil, but in my adjacent tiles there are no oil. So what I'll do is create an, a settler and then go to a place where there's oil and then get that oil. Or uh, I start growing my army. And you start, you as you start playing, you start finding other players on the map. Mm-hmm. Not technically players, they are PC people, AI. So you start finding them, and then you have to build relationships with them. You either are on their good side, or you are in their bad side. And if you are enough on their bad side, they will declare wars on you, and then you have to defend against them. You can fight them, take over gotcha. their towns, or you can, or they can take over your towns. Yeah. So it's basically a game where you just have to start building your empire and yeah. try to win. It's I've, in a way, in a way, it rem- reminds me of chess. If chess had like resource management, that makes sense. Yeah. I've listened to Austin Walker and like Rob Zazakny at Waypoint talk about it. Stuff like that, and just all of the the, the the stuff you you can do. It seems like a fascinating game. They yeah. have like 
different religions and stuff like that of like oh mm-hmm. uh, my my empires ended up having this religion and stuff like that uh and it seems like things can kind of get out of hand of yep. like you're trying for one thing but then something else ends up happening yeah so. like what what go- goes on in the game is that you basically start in like year zero i think and then you start progressing through the ages mm-hmm. you get to the modern age or the industrial age or all that and so what you have to do is that you start developing new technologies so that you can get to the next technology and the next one and the next one gotcha and you can emphasize that and start getting resources that help you uh learn newer stuff earlier so for example i was playing the other day uh and i was just mining my own like i was just going for the resources i wanted to build certain stuff but then i realized that for example i think it was germany germany was we were like in the 1400s 1500s and they already had airplanes and fighter fighter planes and so out of nowhere they they decided to attack me and because they were they already have airplanes they had such a big advantage advantage against me so what's interesting about the game is that you have to manage all this different stuff and make sure that what you're doing your if anything happens you are prepared for it because i realized that i didn't have any army because i was just focusing on other stuff i wasn't be- really building an army so when germany decided to attack me i was just easy prey damn yeah yeah that's that's that seems pretty wild <laughs> all of that can happen the c- closest thing i played to that a long time ago when i was a kid was like uh sim city way back sure. in the day, like an old 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 one mm-hmm. um but that's the closest kind of like simu- simulation thing mm-hmm. that i've yeah. played to that yeah uh, one of the things i like about civilization is that there are multiple ways to win winning quotations you can sure. like you can get all the way to the end of the research tree like you can get futuristic stuff basically or mm-hmm. you can win by destroying everyone else in the map. Or there are other more peaceful ways to win the game. I love that there is more than just one way to win. Huh. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll, you'll have so to I've been playing update it here me on your civilization as it continues. Yeah, I don't know if I'll necessarily keep playing it. Because Civilization is a game that I I will pick up. like. Uh, I don't know for whatever reason I, I would get the the one to play Steve, and then I would play a couple of campaigns, but then leave it there. Gotcha. So I doubt I'll I'll keep playing it right now. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. And it also it doesn't help that every campaign is so long. Yeah, it takes so much. Yeah, because you have to think that you have to go basically through all ages. Basically, up until our age, and so that takes a, a while. But yeah, I've been playing that here and there. Also, uh, I've also been playing what I I was playing last week, 
I am still playing AC Origins. Mm -hmm. And I finally, finally got to a place where I hadn't gotten before. Okay. I finally got further than last time. Which which spot are you at? I think last time you were still hunting down some of that, like, that first round of yeah. people that was responsible for killing your son. Yeah, so last time I had I had just killed this scarab. And so I think that's the exact point where I left it last time because what's after that is that you now take control of, of what's her name? The bike's wife. Aya? Aya? Yeah. Yeah, Aya. So you take control of her now and you there's you are introduced to ship combat. Mm-hmm. And that's something I didn't know that was in the game. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I really there. thought that that game didn't have it because I know other Assassin's Creed game had it, games had it. So I thought that Origins didn't have that. And so it was a surprise to me when when I I picked it up and the next thing I had to do was ship to ship combat. Yeah. But yeah, I did that and then I the next thing I did was hunt down the next target which was the hyena. Gotcha. Yeah, and what's interesting what was interesting about the hyena is that I think that's basically the first point there there's a, the first point where you kind of interact with tech from those who came before the first civilization. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm get... foggy on the exact details, but yeah, I liked that game a lot yeah. better than Odyssey. Yeah, so you basically go underneath one of the pyramids, and then that's because you are chasing down the hyena, but then you uncover oh, okay, that yeah. the hyena was trying to resurrect her daughter with this that's ritual. Right. And there you, I think that's now the I first remember. time where you find tech from the first civilization. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it, it triggers like this holographic cutscene where it's I think it's someone that from the first civilization talking. Yeah. It was wild. The one thing I didn't like was that Bayek didn't seem to acknowledge it. Like at one point he references that that thing was there and that that thing did something weird. But while it was happening he didn't react to anything. And I thought that was weird. And also I thought that that thing that started playing went on for way too long. Oh, yeah. It, it goes on for a long, long yeah. time. Yeah, so basically it shows you a static holographic image, and then there's a voice talking to you, talking about stuff. But it just kept going and going and going and going, and <laughs> at least change the what you're showing. <laughs> show me something else. At least sh sh show me your hologram of Tupac. At least. Yeah, at least. But yeah, I, I did all that. I I killed the hyena. And mm -hmm. now that's where I left it. I left it right after I killed her. And I'm off to killing the next target. Cool. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm getting close to the halfway point. That's what I've seen. But I, unfortunately, I, like I said last time... You know how long you've been playing? No, what I do is that I... I 
I'll go to YouTube and just look for like a full playthrough of the game and mm-hmm. go through what I've done and see where that is relative to the whole video. I gotcha. I think I spent like 80, 90 hours oh, God. in that game. No. It's, it's a I haven't long one. spent that much. Because sadly, I, I've only been playing it. I haven't been playing it consistently. And even Wait. when I play it, I play maybe for an hour or two. Have, have you seen the title screen yet? Oh, that happened a long while ago. Uh, okay, because yeah, because I, I know for Origins, you play for like six hours and then you get the title screen. Yeah, what I thought was so weird about the title screen is that you go through all of Siwa and yeah. then the game takes you out to show you Lila. And then when she goes back in, the game just shows, shows you the, the title screen yeah. while you're walking or riding your camel. It was so, so weird that it came out like that. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah. Like I was, I was saying, uh, sadly, I don't think I'll be able to finish it right now because soon I'll be starting my playthrough of The Last of Us. I want to play that before I play Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. So I think that will occupy my time. So I unfortunately I have to leave AC Origins halfway through. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. And then the other thing I've been playing that I wanted to talk about was Super Hot VR. Okay. I had o- I had already beaten Super Hot VR, but I just wanted to play it again. That's and the that one where it, like, so where time stands still when you stand still, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's regular super hot and there's super hot VR. I haven't played regular super hot, but yeah, the main mechanic of both games is that the game freezes when you are standing still, and basically okay. it moves with you. If you're moving slowly, the world will move slowly. Right. So I think this is one of the coolest VR games out there. That's one of the games that I would show people. And so what it is basically is that, like I said, it moves when you move, and when I what move, you... you move just like that. When I move, you move just like that. Right? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so the game is, it has you going through these stages or levels. Well, you have to figure out how you will, how you kill the your enemies, basically. So, for example, I, there was this one part where the game had you just without any weapons, and then in front of you there were three people with weapons, with guns pointing at you. So you basically had to survive that. And so if it was in regular time, there was no way you would survive that. But because it, you can slow down time, you basically can touch any bullet, as long as you keep track of every bullet. Because so even cool. though it slows down, it, they will still hit you. So it's basically you have to figure out how you, you have to map out how, what you will do so that you can beat out everyone. For example, say three people, three people are coming at you, but only one of them has a, a gun. Uh, for example, you will have to pick up like a bottle, throw it to the person that has the gun, catch the gun in midair, and then show the other two, shot the other two people. 
So that's basically the game. You have to figure out how you will survive. How you, how will you kill everyone? And like I said, it's such a cool VR game. It really tra transports you into that. And doing all that stuff is so cool. You can basically do the Matrix in there. Hmm. That sounds neat. Yeah, it's so cool. And that's basically it. I just well, wanted to say that. With that, let's move on to housekeeping, and then we will get into the news of the week after that. So here we go on housekeeping. Uh, if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find more information. So, sorry, I'm like looking at one computer screen because something didn't happen and all that stuff. Yeah, but we have multiple po podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, uh, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. And if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is where you can support us. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we have some new exclusive co content up on our website as well for the, those of you at the $3 tier. Uh, we put up a reaction video to movie tra trailers from the 90s. Uh, that was a lot, lot of fun. We're going to do a three-part series with that. Uh, trailers from the 90s, trailers from the 2000s, and trailers from the 2000s. And be on the lookout for all of that stuff. We would also like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out, keeping the mics on, and for supporting us for as long as you have. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Indeed. Uh, I think that's about it for housekeeping, though, so let's get into the news of the week. All right. Whole bunch of PlayStation news coming your way yeah. right here, right now. So this, we, we technically have a couple things. Oh, did you see the, the note that I left about the GTA 6 story? No. I'm going to skip that one because Take Two has come out and said that that information was not accurate. Oh, shit. Okay. That, so, just a little side note for us, deleting that out of the dock. Okay, but yeah, so we have um, technically only four things. What well, we both had the same idea <laughs> to make that one the third one. Okay, cool. So, number one... Uh, has like four parts though since there's a bunch yeah. of sony news so let's dive in with number one uh there is going to be a playstation 5 reveal event coming finally. very very soon uh finally. jim ryan yeah finally jim ryan Do wrote you know? a big old blog post on the playstation blog that reads um that's why I'm excited to share that we will soon give you a first look at the games you will be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday. The games coming to PlayStation 5 represent the best in the industry from innovative studios that span the globe. 
studios both large and small those newer and more established all have been hard at work developing games that will showcase the potential of the hardware this digital showcase for will run for a bit more than an hour and for the first time uh, we will all be together virtually experiencing the excitement together uh, this will be taking place on june 4th at 1 p.m pacific time finally yeah so it's not it's not necessarily a console reveal no but it we are Maybe. seeing the games maybe we might they might surprise us i hope they do i don't think I they doubt will it. though but maybe yeah um, i doubt it yeah because i i i don't think we're gonna see that or a price for the thing but yeah we'll see trailers I mean, we might though. gameplay the reason i think as i think we might is that june 4th is around where e3 would have been so going by that time frame if say this would have been a regular year that would have been around the time where sony would have had to tell us the price of the console and the console itself so i think there is a chance but that being said they did come out saying that they this will be a showcase about video games and to show what will come to the ps5 so because of that i doubt that we will get anything more than that yeah because that's the message the message is that this will be a showcase of video games. It won't be a deep dive on the console. It won't be the console reveal necessarily. It will be a showcase of the video games we have to offer. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, finally they came out and say something because before that we've been in such a drought for PS5 stuff. So it's yeah. nice for them to finally come out and in a way finally start the ps5 train going because we have gotten stuff here and there like cerny's whole presentation and the unreal 5 tech demo but mm. we haven't really it hasn't really felt like the let's call it the hype train for the ps5 hasn't really started so it's nice that we'll finally start what is the video game that you are most excited to see or hope will be in in this? Uh, I don't have anything in particular because I don't want to hype myself up and then have that hype be misplaced when, when we see what's actually in there. For sure. So I think a, a good mentality to go in with is just don't expect anything. Because like that, you won't be disappointed and you might, there's a better chance that you will be surprised. That being said, I mean, of course, I would love to see, I don't know, Spider-Man 2, God of War 2, go. Horizon 2 Dawn, Days to Gone, uh, The Order 1887. I don't know, throwing some things out there. <laughs> I think Maybe for me... God of War 2 is the one that I want details on. You don't need to show me much, but just, like, show me a teaser. Yeah, but you see, the problem for, for me, and the reason why I don't want to hype myself up, like, wanting to see, say, Spider-Man 2 or God of War 2, is that I highly doubt that we'll get anything like that. And even if we yeah. do, I think at most we'll get one 
of those sequels there yeah. because I think that they will want to keep that for later. But they could come out and and showcase maybe, for example, a sequel to Horizon. Yeah, for them I, I, to I, I have think it. That's the one on most release. likely that we'll see since that one came out before God of War mm-hmm. and Spider Man and stuff like that. If we see anything like that, I think it's gonna be Horizon's Hero Dawn too. Yeah, and personally, what I would really like to see and something that a lot of people don't talk about, I would love to see a sequel for Killzone Shadowfall. Killzone oh, Shadowfall okay. came yeah. out with the release of the PS4, and that game ended with a, in a way, like a cliffhanger. It for sure set up stuff to come after, but then it feels like Guerrilla just abandoned the AP. And I, that was a game that I, I enjoyed more than a lot of other people did. I I enjoyed the gameplay. I thought that that game was p- so beautiful. And I think that they could do that again for the release of the PS5, just to have it as a tech showcase. For sure. But I doubt that will happen because Guerrilla is just working on probably a sequel for Horizon. Don't they have two teams now? Uh, I mean, there are multiple Guerrilla studios. I think there's Guerrilla London might be the one or Guerrilla somewhere else. Dividing it up like that. Like, they could have been working on Killzone for a while with a smaller team. Maybe, but I think that I think that the team that might have worked on Shadowfall, I think that might be the the team that's working on Horizon. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, who knows? Find out. Okay, 1B. New PlayStation 4 games will have to be compatible with PlayStation 5 very soon. This is coming from Tom Phillips at Eurogamer, uh, who writes, Sony has told PlayStation 4 game developers that any new title submitted for certification must also be compatible with PlayStation 5 beginning the 13th of July. This means that all PS4 games received by Sony for testing after the middle of the month are technically forwards compatible, playable on Sony's next-gen console. Though though it is up to each game's developer to ensure that this is the case. Thoughts on this? I mean, it it makes sense. It's similar to what we saw with the release of the PS4 Pro. We also got the press release that Sony was telling developers that after a certain date, they had to make sure that the game was compatible with the new hardware. And it yeah. makes sense for the PS5 because Sony can try their best to make the PS5 backwards compatible, but at the end of the day, you cannot be 100% sure that the games that were made for the PS4 will work 100% like they should on the PS5. Yeah, That's not something you can guarantee. So I think that they are telling the developers now that for at least the games that come out after this date, they have to make sure that they work 100% on the PS5. And I think that that's one thing that Microsoft hasn't come out to say or to acknowledge. They just come out and talked about backwards compatibility as if it's going to work with every game 100%. 
Actually, but I was that's... just about to mention that because uh, further on in the news story, we do have a, sto- a story about uh, Xbox and Series sure. X and its backwards yeah. compatibility. And in that article, they have a quote, I think, from uh, Bill himself. Um, yeah, we've spent, we've currently spent over a hundred thousand hours making sure all of these older games uh, work. Yeah, no, that's true. Correctly, so I think Microsoft is out there being like, "Hey, we are putting in this work," but we'll we'll talk more about that down the road true, here. True, true. I think for Sony, um, they're 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 not necessarily interested in backwards compatibility as much, or that at least mm-hmm. they 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 kind of jumbled up their wording or stuff like that when when they had the the Mark Cerny talk uh, thing. He mentioned some stuff about backwards compatibility, but it was kind of conf- confusing for a lot of yeah. people. That's where I was going before that Sony did come out and say that they've tested the I I think they said the 100 most popular games and people took that as as to say if as if to say that Sony was saying that only the 100 most popular games were working on the PS4 right. on the PS5 but no that was actually Sony coming out and being honest saying that we are making sure that these games will work 100% how they should because in theory, most, if not all, of the games will work, but we cannot guarantee that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a message that Microsoft hasn't been pushing. Phil did come out and say that they've tried most of the games, and I think that's a good thing, but I think overall their message hasn't shown that. It does feel like they're promising the moon. To me, this whole thing seems more like an indication that, hey, PlayStation 5 is coming very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this, I, I don't feel like is super newsworthy, particular, particularly by itself. It's just a signal to be like, yeah, things are happening. Things are coming down the yeah. road very soon here. So. And I, I th- and I think it's nice for Sony to at least make sure that the end catalog of the PS4 will work yeah. 100% with the PS5. At least the end catalog for the, for the console. Good point. And I think that's a good thing. Indeed. Uh, number one, part three. Uh, let's see. PS4 seems to have no interest uh, or uh, Yes, I should say Sony seems to have no interest on making PS5 games compatible with PS4. This is coming from Matt Wales, also of Eurogamer, and they write, Ahead of its PlayStation 5 games reveal next week, Sony has shed more light on its next-gen transition plans, revealing that counter- to Microsoft's Xbox Series X's strategy, it won't be making its PS5 games compatible with the PlayStation 4. 
Mm -hmm. I thought this one was interesting. Um, Xbox seems to be going this route that we're kind of familiar with with phones. Like, hey, you get the latest iPhone, that's fantastic. But hey, if if you don't, that's okay too. And you can still, you know, put Facebook on there. You can still put Twitter on there. Discord and Slack, all that stuff still works. It's just not as strong, might run a little bit slower, stuff like that, right? Um, And that's what Xbox seems to be doing, but PlayStation seems like they are not interested in that. They want you to get, hey, like, hey, we have a new machine. This is going to be the next step forward. We want you to take this leap with us. Um, yeah, like I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like I'm on on one hand, I'm fine because I, I once I switch to the new consoles, I'm typically not one who goes back to the mm-hmm. older ones. Um, there, there might be like a small transition period, but for the most part. Once I'm on to the next one, I am done. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, for me, as someone who's already ready to jump into the next generation, I like this approach. Because if we look back towards the beginning of this generation, we did see games being like reined back because they also had to work on the generation before that. And it wasn't until we finally left behind that last generation it wasn't it wasn't until then that games could reach their full potential so i think that if we let go of the previous generation then we'll be able to see better improvements on the mm-hmm. newer games and yeah. i like i on, on on one hand yeah like i agree with that but i i do like the approach that if you Design it for the higher end stuff, right? Then the the new next gen consoles. Maybe there's a way you can scale it back. No. Work on the older stuff. It might not be the exact same experience. It might not be the full thing. But like I, I like I like that approach as well. I just mm. I I don't think they should do it everything like you you need to have a few select titles that maybe do that to like hold someone over but just to just do that wholesale is seems like a lot no i think that by still being tethered to the previous generation you will be giving up a lot and like i said that was something that we saw last generation more power doesn't necessarily mean better graphics it doesn't only mean that, and it's not something that you can. Not everything you can just put sliders in there, in there, and make it look maybe a bit worse or run a bit worse. Right, right, right. More yeah. power is more than just that. You can do many more things with power in a way that if you cannot just turn it off for less less powerful hardware. So right, I think yeah. at least for for Sony, at least for p- first party, that's what I want. I, that's what I want from them. I want their games to push the technology. 
Yeah. Because we will still see that we... like same like uh yeah you, you can just like turn the resolution knob down to eight you know mm -hmm. and then that way it'll work i because that's not how it, it works I, I i think what i'm trying to get at is that there's a lot of people that don't buy these new consoles right away mm -hmm. um and so you do want to have the like shiny new thing be only available on the new console to get them to buy it however i think having a handful of titles that's like hey you know the new assassin's creed game is on yeah, but both of them i mean that's a I different thing helps you hold those people over while still having a carrot that's like hey horizon's hero dawn 2 is only on the playstation 5 yeah, but that's a whole different thing because we know third parties will not abandon this generation now. It will take yeah, them sure. a couple of years to give up on this generation. It is Sony saying that they will not make an effort on making their PS5 games compatible with PS4. And that's what I want. I want right. Sony to push push their games to to the best their hardware can offer. And Sony, as a company who's trying to sell new hardware, they need something to entice people to jump over to the new thing, not have something that will entice them to keep where they already are. Right. That's where, what third parties will do, because it's not in the best interest to abandon That's a this good, current generation. Distinction, yeah. Yeah, it's not like Ubisoft or EA will just give up on... At least on Sony's side, over a hundred million billion consoles, they will not just say they will not just abandon abandon that install base. But I think it's good for the for the console makers to do that effort to move forward. And that's one one thing that I think might hurt Xbox in the short run, at least. Okay. Good point. Let's move on to this last little bit of PlayStation news here. Uh, and this is coming from Austin Wood at Games Radar. Looks like the PlayStation 5 release plans will still be the same. Speaking with BBC Newsbeat, Sony President and CEO Jim R R R R Ryan confirmed that while the pandemic has created production and distribution challenges, it has not delayed or derailed the company's plans for a global 2020 PS5 launch, nor has it forced it to shift its price point. Well, what do you think about this last bit here? That's good to hear, but we'll see when we get there. We'll still several months out. Especially if we assume that the PS5 will, PS5 will come out on November, mm -hmm. as most people assume. So we're still several months away from that. And we'll have to see how the landscape is different then. Maybe we'll, in a couple of months, we'll be in a better place. They will be in a better place to have their, their production at full capacity. But we don't know that right now. Yeah. 
I remember a couple weeks ago we did read a story that PlayStation is going to be releasing fewer number than they yeah. did with the PlayStation 4. Um and I I I in, in the like the back of my mind, like the cynic in me is is like well, that is because of the pandemic, but you're tr- mm-hmm. trying to paint it like, oh, you, you know, this is a much more powerful machine. It's going to cost more. And because it costs more, more, less people will buy it. So we're going to make less of them uh, to. Yeah. Mm. No, like it, it in the back of my mind, it's like, well, they kind of have an excuse that they're hiding yeah. behind. That they can be like, see, it's not the pandemic, but like, like, kind of is. I feel like, I don't know about you, but that's just I don't me. know. It will be interesting to see come the launch of the PS5 if there will be shortages of of units, mm-hmm. because we have to think. We also have to consider that Sony is still is still sticking by that they want the ps5 to release globally at the same time right so will it will be fewer units across a bigger area so there will be fewer units per i don't know per per store you know so it will be interesting to see the stories to come out for if it will if it is harder for people to find a ps5 out on the wall but also at the same time, you have to assume that that will be countered by the fact that the coronavirus has had a huge impact on the economy. So maybe fewer people will be able to buy a console day one. So I wonder how both both of those facts will cancel each other out. Have to wait and see for this fall. Yeah. Consoles start coming out. I am excited because June kicks off the the big like there's showcase this day and a showcase that day and a new yeah. trailer this day. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, I know. On Thursday we're getting Sony's presentation and I think next week is also when IGN starts their own thing. So I'm yeah. excited to finally kick off this whole season of video games. So I mentioned this on our recent episode of the captain's log um i i started something a year ago on the captain's log that i now want to move over to cross play but i i don't know how we're gonna be able to do it Hmm. last year i made melissa uh do some blind predictions for e3 now, <laughs> Melissa is not a video game player. She knows n- 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 nothing a- about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I came up with like a list of questions for her of just like, do you think Ubisoft will reveal a new Splinter Cell and stuff like that? Like, for example, for th- this this year, it's like, will this uh, Sony presentation with the new games will they reveal horizon zero dawn 2 how much do you think the new playstation 5 will cost you know just just stuff like that um and it was really 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 fun Mm -hmm. because she would make some wild predictions i'm just like oh okay (laughs) you think that okay there we go um 
But yeah, like we, I, I, I want to incorporate that somehow in the show, somehow, some way. So Yo and I need to, need to come up with a, a way we can do that. Maybe, maybe we can have her on podcast this next week. I'd love to do something like that. I love prediction stuff, but the problem is that I, I'm bad at coming up with predictions. So if we can do it like you did, did it with so Melissa, we can make someone else. <laughs> yeah, no. If you can, if you can come up with the predictions and I can and I can just say yes or no, or sure, say, Kyle, you are an idiot. Why would you ever think that? <laughs> I'm up for it. <laughs> And it it will like be even be more interesting now that we don't have one E three. Everyone's yeah. doing their own thing. We have a whole month of stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Let's move on to number two. Back to that Xbox news that I was t- talking about. Xbox Series X seems to double down on backwards compatibility, breathing new life into old games. Uh, this is coming from. Eric Kane at Forbes, and I've pulled out some of the bullet points that was in uh, their article. Basically, these bullet points were kind of truncating the big blog post uh, that Microsoft put up on Xbox.com about all of the stuff that they're hoping to do with backwards compatibility. Uh, First bullet point, uh, accessories will be backwards compatible. That's nice. Yeah. I I hope Sony doesn't has an does an effort of having accessories also work on the PS5. We know that at least the PSVR will work on PS5, but I don't know if they come out and said if the DualShock 4 will work on the console. You have to assume I don't remember. But yeah. But, but yeah, that, that makes me think, though, of, of like, oh, man, would my, like, Mad Cat's Xbox controller still work on, on, on this, right? No? No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be like, hey, your stuff from, I guess, Xbox 360 and onwards mm-hmm. will technically work because you can still technically use a 360 controller on an Xbox One, right? Sure. I don't know. I think so. I think so, but I don't know. Google it. Thank you, Autofill. Xbox One cannot directly accept input from an Xbox 360 controller, however, ever with windows 10 there is a work around so blah 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 blah. so no coming from google so yeah i'm i'm guessing then no your stuff from xbox one going forward is what they mean by your accessories i mean it just might be like hey we're just i'm assuming it's not only controllers but headsets and right yeah i don't know what what else a rock band guitar. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Bullet point number two: the console will be able to add HDR to older titles via the system itself, rather than the work on the developer's part. 
Mm. Uh, so this is an interesting one that they can yeah. go back and kind of add that dynamic contrast, those darker blacks and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm always intrigued when people talk about giving I know older games something that it wasn't originally in their in the game. Yeah, for example, I'm, like, I'm adding skeptical. HDR to games that weren't made to have HDR. I wonder how that will look if it will add anything or not. Right. To like, something I, that wasn't in there. As a graphic designer, like I have to work with I images and stuff all the time. And if I don't mm -hmm. have the like largest file you can possibly send me or like the raw photo, mm -hmm. there's just a lot you can't do. Yeah, and it's just like I can kind of fake it and make it look like this, but it's just it's not the same. Yeah, um, that's that's what I was thinking. It will probably come out as faking it, so I wonder how it will there, look uh, in the end. I I think there was something. I wonder if it was one of the recent looks at the Fox Harry's X where they were doing this, like they were showing it off. But didn't they show it off for Minecraft? Well, that was the ray tracing, I think. Oh, no, then I don't remember the HDR. It was some video. I don't remember where I saw it I off remember. the top, top of my head. But I, 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 I think they were talking about this and they were showing it off of like, this is mm. technically what it will be able to do. But we'll see. I'm yeah, still but, skeptical. Yeah, but even if that was the case, that will be one game. Or a handful of games, but it won't be the case with every game. Not every game will take that, will take it nicely, that implementation. Sure. I was listening the other day to Kind of Funny Games Daily, where they had Adam, Adam Kovic in yeah. the show, and they were talking about this. And Adam brought up uh, a really good point that sometimes when you start adding stuff, to a game or messing with the game in a way that it wasn't intended to, you don't get nice results. It will, it won't be. Yeah. It, it isn't a good thing. For example, he would talk about higher frame rates and how that would mess with the game's physics. But let me let me it, it, inter interrupt you right there. I'll read the next two b b bullet sure. points because this stuff kind of deals with that. Uh, so this next one reads. Games will run better on Xbox Series X thanks to its more powerful CPU, GPU, and SSD. Uh, and then this, the, the next bullet point after that says, this means higher fidelity, increased frame rate, and much faster load times. Some g -g -g games will see doubled frame rates from 30 to 60 or from 60 to 120. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that same thing because I had never heard of that before, mm -hmm. uh, that some of these older games, a lot of the physics is tied to the frame rate. Yeah, I, in a I, way. I, I, I don't know exactly mm -hmm. how true that is, um, but if, if that is the case, then yeah, this might not make them work like we remember them. Yeah, because you have to think that even let's say a, a game, a console game that's also on PC, 
it's not the same file. It's not like the game made for console also has a, a slider for resolution and frame rate. The game on the console is made for a certain frame rate and a certain quality. So yeah, in a way, I, I, I think they're that trying was something... to get rid of that, where the Xbox is basically yeah, but just a PC now. Yeah, but not the game. You are we're talking about games that came out on the 360 or the Xbox One, and for those sure. were sure. were not meant for for them right. being the same as a, a, on a PC. Those were games intended to be played on a console that runs in a certain way. So yeah. I mean, it it would be interesting to see if uh, Xbox makes it like something predetermined and something that you cannot turn off all those quote unquote improvements, or if you can, if you can play with them and turn them off. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. But now that we already talked about the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X stories, I wanted to ask you. Now that you have your PC and you've tried Game Pass, are you still going to buy an, a Series X? Uh, it's a good qu question. Mm -hmm. I, I might end up still buying one because while I can run some games on, on this, I, I don't think this... This was not built as purely a gaming PC. Yeah. I told my my friend that helped me pick out all the parts. I was like, I do a lot of video editing. I do a lot of podcasting, streaming. It's mainly going to be for stuff like that, working with large files, video editing. I do want to play some games as well because I would kind of be interested in trying to stream some stuff and things like that. So I'm speaking out of my butt here, but I'm going to say it's like 60-40, maybe 70-30 a video game PC versus an editing one. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I might be safe still just buying in the Xbox and just hitting Game Pass Ultimate and running things on both. And on top of that, I have a giant-ass 4K TV at the foot of my bed. So mm. when I want to lay in bed and play video games, I would like to have something there. But, yeah, but I, I, say... Don't necessarily need it though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because your argument for getting a Series X was that you wanted to play all the library that you missed. But say your PC were able to run all of, all of those games that came before your Master Chief Collections or Sunset Overdrive, Senua, uh, Hellblade, sure. any game that came exclusively to the Xbox, would you still? What would be your argument of getting the Series X over the PS5 in that case? Uh, I think it would depend on the exclusives. Yeah, I like I I. It's like I I could play pr 
probably the older stuff on my PC at least. But I don't know about three or four years down down the road if it will be able to keep up. That's only because I don't really know anything about computers, so I don't really know exactly how powerful my mm-hmm. thing is. Um, but say you were to buy one at launch, mm-hmm. which one would it be? Um, now I'm probably leaning more towards PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. at launch because I have a PC that can probably do some of the like first year or two of okay. Series X stuff. Okay. See? We'll see. Last bullet point on this Xbox thing is that Quick Resume will work on backwards compatible titles, allowing you to immediately jump back into the game where you left off across multiple games at once. Oh, Which is see. something I, I didn't think they would have to say, specifically say that backwards compatible games will take advantage of quick resume, because I just assumed that it was just a console-wide thing. Yeah, like, I mean, but you, you were talking about like, hey, these older games aren't necessarily the same, like they, they, the files aren't built the same way. Yeah, but it's just so. suspending the game. It doesn't have to even mess with the game. Well, they're just confirming that it will work. Mm, I thought it was kind of not a ne- not necessary to come out and say it. It that that one may have been in there for the people that aren't into it, as you and I, right? Where it's like sure. we we kind of expect that stuff. Where it's just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. No duh. But then someone else might be like, oh, well, what about these old games? You know. Hmm. Game is old after all. <laughs> Number three, BlizzCon 2020 has been canceled. This is coming from Taylor Lyles at The Verge. They write Blizzard Entertainment will not host its annual BlizzCon event this year due to, to the novel coronavirus pandemic. The event is usually held later in the year, with BlizzCon 2019 kicking off on November 1st and con- concluding on November 2nd. In early April, Blizzard announced that it was uncertain about hosting BlizzCon this year. Despite the ca- despite canceling the convention, Blizzard may be looking to hold a virtual event in its place. So this one seems kind of par for the course for me. I I, I guess what's surprising is that they usually hold this so late in the year. It's like November-ish. So it's not Mm -hmm. even happening then. Which is probably a good thing, but they're just like, man, like some things have been moved to like August or September October, and here's something that was probably going to be in November. I don't know if they had official dates out there, but yeah, something that was going to be later in the year, and they're canceling that too. So, yeah, they probably just figured that even if, say, stay at home orders weren't a thing by November, 
yeah, no one would want to go. So it's better to just now come out and rip the bandit off and start planning something else, something and digital. It's, it's probably a good thing for them, too, because mm-hmm. the past two years, BlizzCon has kind of been a sore spot. Right? We had the whole yeah. Blitz ch- 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 Chung thing this past year. Uh, and then, God, what was happening the year before that? So, something else happened. It was the Diablo thing. The that's right. Was it a mobile game? Yeah, they're like, and now the, the game the thing you've been waiting for, Diablo mobile game. Yeah, like, is this yeah, the guy, Fool's the guy, joke? <laughs> yeah, the guy came out and asked that. You guys and all have cell phones, said, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least now they will save themselves some controversy. Yeah, they they get because some time they will to control. plan things. Next yeah, year. So, it works out. Uh, last but not least, oh. Nasio, I I'm not gonna. Do spoil we have to talk about this? Anything? I just Do at we? least want to mention it. The Last of Us Part Two had a gameplay reveal. Uh, Sony did one of their state of plays focusing on The Last of Us Part 2, just like they did for Ghost of Tsushima a couple weeks ago. Um, again, I'm not going to say much about it. Um, I'm not going to spoil dare. a thing. I have Don't three bullet points, and I'm just going to read these verbatim. Uh, basically, all they did was show the most recent tra- trailer. Uh, and then they mm-hmm. deep dived into the co- co- combat, uh, and then they went into like a ten minute gameplay sequence. But it was just more of that combat. So it it there was like no st- 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 there wasn't really story stuff, um, and it was kind of what we know of from the first Giga game. It was like the, that similar type of environment. Going around, killing people, stuff like that. Uh, we did get a couple more details about some some things, but I'm not I'm not gonna say it. Not gonna say it. But they don't really give any context to the plot. I still have no idea what is happening or why it's happening. Um. So yeah, I I didn't really have any of my questions answered but there are a few minor details in there so hopefully that gives you at least enough knowledge of what was in that in case you're like i don't really want to watch it i'm not sure Mm. um there there's there's not much spoilery stuff in there so i think you're pretty much good if you want to watch it however if you want to continue on a media blackout then don't watch it mm-hmm. okay good thing good stuff moving on moving on which means we are into our new and notable section okay first up fast and furious was not fast enough uh, Fast and Furious yeah. Crossroads has been delayed to August 7th. Uh, yeah, it was said to come out on late May. Did did they announce that with their like gameplay reveal thing? Because I, I, I saw... The delay? 
kind of funny reacting to gameplay. Yeah, it came out the same day. Okay. As the that gameplay. Did and, you watch and, it? No, I did not. I'm not in, <laughs> interested in that game whatsoever. Oh, the game, the game, the game. It, it, look, it looks bad. I, I'm sorry. It does uh, not look g- good whatsoever. I want it to look good, though. I, I Dude, it's ripe. It is prime real estate. For a video game, they could make a like double A, triple A ish fast and furious game, and I'm sure mm-hmm. someone could knock it out of the park. But I, sorry, not for me. This yeah, one... but what they showed didn't look particularly good, but I think it at least still leaves the door open for it to be at least a decent game. Sure. But yeah, it, it wasn't the best what we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we finally have the full roster of PS Plus games for PlayStation this 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 coming month. Like yeah. we mentioned last week, Call of Duty World War 2 is the first one, and the second one, like I thought, was not Spider-Man. In fact, it mm. is Star Wars Battlefront 2. And it's still a good game to give out. I'm actually excited about that one, because I, yeah. I bought Battlefront 1 when it was like $7, $9 on some sale like a year or so after it came out, and I was like, this game is actually fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the whole like loot box situation happened with Battlefront 2. That scared yeah. off a lot of people, including myself. I didn't really want to mess with that. Um, but then it's also one of those games that people have, have kind of gone back to and been like, you know what, they've, they've actually done a lot of work with this game, and it's mm-hmm. pretty fantastic now. So I've had my eye on that game and been like, should I? Shouldn't I? I don't know. Yeah, so, Battlefront 2 get, got a lot of, of bad rap because of the whole loot box fiasco, which mm-hmm. was well-deserved. But still, for example, the campaign, I even though it, it isn't great, I think it was enjoyable. I like the campaign. I, I like going through it. And also, people still stand by the multiplayer. Yeah. And apparently, the developers have been still supporting the game to the point that people stand by the fact that it, it isn't the game that w- that it was when it first came out. Right, yeah. Yeah, I I liked mm-hmm. the multiplayer in the first one. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to jump into Battlefront t- 2. I think mm-hmm. for Call of Duty, I'm just going to do the campaign. I think that mm-hmm. one still had a campaign, right? They had those yeah. like I might do that maybe one day. It's not up there on my priorities list, but one yeah, day I'm for looking me. for something. Same play, for I me. might do campaign there. Uh, but next up, there's a fifth season of Street Fighter V coming, and it's planned oh. to have five new fighters and three new arenas. Uh, so if you are a Street Fighter fan, be on the lookout for that. That game is still going. Still going. Yeah. When did that one come out? 
Not recently, that's for sure. I hate streams. Uh, February 16th, 2016. Wow. Four years and still going years. strong. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting one. You would think six would be in the next year or so. That might, you know, like you, Not, you, you would even think six might even. I don't think six. Potentially even be a launch title. But then with this, it's like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if they have been I don't working think on a I don't think six is any. I don't think we'll see it anytime soon because Capcom, Capcom likes to milk their Street Fighters. Like there's that whole meme of there's Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two Turbo, Street Fighter Two Championship Editions, Street Fighter Two whatever. There's many versions. They release many versions of their Street Fighter games. So if they're still in Street Fighter Five. I don't think Street Fighter Six will come out anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I I found an article from last year, I think December 2019, that was like, hey, we they may have leaked uh, when Street Fighter Six is coming, but yeah, with this news, I think so. Yeah. Uh, last but not least for our new and notable section, Square and Crystal Dynamics will be hosting an Avengers War Table to show off gameplay for their new Avengers game on June 24th. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, I, they, they've kind of gone silent since that yeah. gameplay reveal a while back. Um, did not really go over so well. Yeah, a lot of people were not happy. So I'm curious to see what they do with this or what they've done with it. It sounded like they were gonna be showing off what the co-op gameplay is also gonna be like. Um, mm. but we'll see. Yeah, I'm see still looking one. forward for for Avengers. I want it to be good. So yeah, bad. Me too. I want it to be good. Um, mm. but I. I don't know. Like, this is like a step above that fast and furious one for me. Mm -hmm. I think they both don't look good, but it's a, probably going to be a type of game that I know how and like to play, right? So it's like, okay, I'm more interested in Avengers because of that. Yeah. I'm a big comic book nerd, so I'm probably just going to play it anyways. Mm-hmm. But they haven't really shown me much to inspire confidence. So hopefully this changes my mind. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Let's get on to the upper runners. Right. First up, Don't Nod, the studio behind Life is Strange, is opening a new studio up in Canada. Good old Canadia. Mm -hmm. uh, and then remember a couple weeks ago when I mentioned that Disney Plus might be uh, making a live-action Kingdom Hearts TV show? And I was like, you know what? They should make it animated. Well, now the sure. rumor has changed, saying that it, it is animated or will be. 
I, I should say. But then again, it's only a rumor. So mm, take that with a grain yeah, of salt. I I'll believe it when I see it, not a second before yeah. that. Uh, Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is now in development at Paramount. Did you ever go watch the Sonic movie, Ignacio? Yeah. Yeah, I watched I'd... it and I enjoyed it. And funny enough, I was in San Francisco when it came out. So it was really wild to see shots of San Francisco while in a movie theater inside San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. That was so wild. There you go. That's good. So is yeah. a sequel something you're looking forward to? Yeah, I want to know what they'll do because the end of Sonic does set up for a sequel. And I want to know what they'll do. I oh. really enjoyed the movie. So I, I, I would... I do want more. I did not go see it. I remember debating with myself of like, I don't really want to go see it, but I kind of want to support all of the people that had to fix it so fast, yeah. right? Like, uh, but uh, I've still not gone to check it out. So maybe I'll get to it one of these one of these days. Since we're all stuck at home. Yeah, I, I totally recommend it. I think it it was way better than people thought it would be. Okay. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Moving on, though. NVIDIA GeForce Now is switching to an opt-in game streaming library. What does that mean? Big old sad trumpet for NVIDIA's GeForce Now. This was the streaming service that let, that let you play video games that you already owned. So if you owned it on Steam or Epic or something like that, I'm not sure if it was actually both of those stores. But yeah, like I could stream it to my phone if I owned the game. Could you stream it to your phone? It was something know that. like that. I thought it was um, just playing on the PC. Well, no, because then you might as well just open up your Steam. No, right, because the right the there. whole argument, the whole argument was that you don't need a super pow powerful PC to play these games if you're just streaming it. It it could have also been that that too, was the because idea. I know it's. Uh, like you were streaming it from the cloud, but mm, yeah, I didn't remember that that you could stream into your phone. Uh, 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 regardless, uh, the news has been kind of the past couple months that a bunch of these developers didn't know that their games were on the service or you could play <laughs> them without their consent and stuff like that. So they were like, "Yeah, uh, you should take our games off of that service," and I. Yes, so many developers were like, hey, what the fuck? That they were like, hey, instead we are switching it to an opt-in game streaming library. So developers have to opt-in. It's now mandatory. Got it. Yeah, so yeah. you can't just be like, oh, well, I own that one, so I'll play that one. Like, well, I own yeah. that one, but if the developer hasn't opted in, then... Start stirring that one. So, yeah, we'll makes sense. <laughs> they yeah. got a lot of of heat for what you said 
all these developers realizing that their games were on this service without yeah. their permission. Yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, Kojima has said that Death Stranding was a success and that they recouped their developer costs. They are currently in the planning stage of their next project, but in a recent interview, he also stated that a recent big project that he was planning fell apart. Yeah, there are conflicting reports about that last part of the plan falling apart. I don't know exactly if that was maybe the real one, but I know that there were conflicting reports of that specifically specific phrase. Did you read into what it supposedly was or stuff? Because I, I no, because all it, I did was look at the headline and be like, okay, that's something fun we should mention. That's no, that's I mean, starting was a success. The thing was that this was uh, an interview done in Japanese. Right. So new sites, new sites had to translate it. So yeah. some sites had different translations for that exact part. So I don't remember exactly if it ended up being that it fell apart or if it was something that he meant something different. That makes sense. I don't remember. Yeah. Take that last bit with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Though if we are speculating, there was a lot of recent rumors about... Like the Silent Hill stuff. Is mm. Kojima going to be working on a horror game? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. I think he came um, out to say, he said that he either was working on a horror game or wanted to work on a horror game. I think yeah. he did come out and said something. Oh. But yeah, the Silent Hill stuff, I that's another thing that I believe when I see it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so... That stuff was all just kind of was all just kind of rumors and speculation. Uh, mm-hmm. So who knows but exactly hey, what there have been there. Room, there have been a lot of rumors of, about Sony having the exclusive rights for a new Silent Hill game, and mm-hmm. also the rumors. Some rumors have said that we'll see that this Thursday. So who knows? Okay. It might be true. Who knows? Yeah. That about wraps us up for today, for this week here on Crossplay. Uh, Ignacio, what does this next week look like for you? What are you excited to play or do this next week? Well, what I'm most excited about is all the new game things we'll see, starting with with the PS5 event. This is the week that finally the month of gaming will start. Finally. What's exciting is that we also don't really know what's going to be in this showcase. It's not like, hey, join us next week when we have more Assassin's Creed Valhalla Mm -hmm. gameplay. Like, it might be there, right? No, but we know nothing (laughs) of what's supposed to be there. Valhalla will probably not be on the PS5 event. Because Microsoft probably has the exclusive marketing rights. Yeah. It, but it, it would be like so funny case. to see Valhalla there and for Sony to show actual gameplay. The internet would explode. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but that won't happen. People would be so mad. Yeah. But what we do know is that we'll get gameplay 
it will be a gameplay showcase and that we will it will be around an hour. Was that that first uh PS5 game that we saw a while back? Was it Godfall? Godfall, Godfall is one of those. Yeah. I think that's the uh, not looter shooter, slasher shooter. Yeah. That's what they called it. Okay. okay. Same thing. Whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm expecting more. You of have that. to assume that, that that game will be there. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited for all of that stuff too. Uh, but I am hoping to check out some more stuff on Game Pass. Now that I have that, yeah. I have some catching up to do. Um I know I've mentioned multiple times that I want to go back and play Halo and stuff like that again, do all of that stuff. Um, but I also kind of want to dive more into stuff that came out this year. That's why I picked up Streets of Rage first. Um, I picked up Gears Tactics next, so I'll be playing that uh, kind of mm-hmm. slowly. But I'm thinking maybe Ori? I've never played yeah. Those ones, so y'all do those ones too. Who knows? I'm excited though because my PC is working, mm-hmm. TurboTax is working. <laughs> I haven't found Minesweeper yet, so I should go look uh, for that. But uh, sucks. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, man, I am stoked for what is to come. A good month for video games. Yeah. Good month indeed. Uh, Ignacio, where yep. can they find you on the internet? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-S-B. That's my name. And you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our show or any of the podcasts that we do, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe, help us out. That would be fantastic. I think we're at seventy-two subscribers on YouTube Ooh. right now. We are still pushing for one hundred, and I know we don't do a video podcast for this show in particular yet, um, but we have some other content uh that is video uh and now that i have a working pc it should be pretty exciting to go watch that stuff so yeah i can do fancy schmancy stuff which in (laughs) scenes and all sorts of things look at that mr fancy guy yeah look at look look at that mr fancy guy over there with the stream deck Sounds good. Uh, I, I guess that about wraps us up. This has been episode 28 of Crossplay. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.